You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Through 25 seasons... 4,561 episodes. I believe the Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. She is an international, in-demand top model living with a huge secret. She is one of the premier ballerinas in the world and, with the popularity of the Oscar-nominated film Black Swan, has agreed to take us behind that velvet curtain. And she looks like the typical mom next door, but even her own neighbors have no idea about the secret she has been living with. Danny Johnson had a rough start in life. She grew up on welfare, was pregnant with her first child at 17. Homeless by the time she was 21. But with the odds stacked against her, Danny, at 23, became a millionaire. Selling a weight loss product out of her car was the first step in building her empire. Now, Danny owns five companies, is a best-selling author and motivational speaker. At 41, this millionaire mom of five is on ABC's reality series, Secret Millionaire. The show takes some of America's most successful self-made tycoons and drops them in the middle of a whole different reality. For one week, Danny will hide her true identity and live in a small one-bedroom apartment in the impoverished Western Heights neighborhood of Knoxville, Tennessee. Danny has to survive on only $40 for the entire week. While undercover, Danny must search for hometown heroes, and it takes an emotional toll on her. So Danny is here. Welcome. Thanks. So your neighbors don't know that you were formerly homeless and now living the good life as a multimillionaire? No. no. Well, now they will. <laughs> yes, yeah. The cat is coming out of the bag. A lot of people live on $40 a week, and you have been there before. Was it tough to figure out? how to go back and make that last? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, no, because we, we actually 
have a budget of $100 a week that I do now for our family with the size that it is. So $40 was actually a, too much to live off of for that. Really? Week. For one person, yeah. Really? What did you do? Um, well, I obviously didn't, they didn't give me much time to try to budget things out. I had no idea what I had in that house, nothing. So I had actually $20 worth of food left over and I still keep the leftover money in my wallet. Really good, yeah. really yeah. good. So what do you hope viewers will take away from your experience on Secret Millionaire? That this country is in great need. What they must do is get off the couch and use what they have. You don't have to have a lot of money to be able to help people that are in need. I'm so passionate about people being mobilized to go and help other people. They need smiles, they need hugs, they need care, they need time. And, and now all of that doesn't cost any money. And so I am so excited about the opportunity for Secret Millionaire to make that message out there because there's need right here in this city, right in every city that we all live in. Mm -hmm. And we all need to rally together and make a difference. Yeah, you need to just open your eyes and see where it is. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. So Danny spent her week undercover volunteering for different charities. And one of the places where she worked reminded her of her own humble beginnings. 82-year-old twins Helen and Ellen started the Love Kitchen in 1986. With the help of local volunteers, the Love Kitchen serves over 2,000 meals a week. Danny jumps right in and starts chopping, frying, and serving. And while delivering food to the elderly, Danny discovers that giving out love is the kitchen's real specialty. As they do the Love Kitchen. Yes. What struck you most, what struck you most about them? Their, their level of faith. We're talking two women that 20 some odd years ago who said, I'm willing to feed you. You don't have food? I'll help you. Mm -hmm. I'll be here every week. We have no idea where the food's gonna come from. Mm -hmm. We have no idea where the help is gonna come from, but we are gonna step out on that leap of faith and do it and we'll be here every single week for 22, 25 years. It's amazing to me. Two-year-old twin sisters, Helen and Ellen, are here. Welcome, ladies, to the Oprah Show. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Thank you. So, Ellen, I hear the Love Kitchen has a motto. What is the motto? Everybody is God's somebody. Everybody is, is God's, God's somebody. somebody. I love that. You, and, you all are 82 years old. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> She's five minutes older. Yes. Five yes. minutes older. Yes, but uh, I'm 50 pounds heavier than 50 pounds heavier. 
<laughs> you don't look it, so oh, that's okay. <laughs> so, do you think you'll ever slow down? Oh, no, we don't want to slow down, honey. No, you don't? No, we don't, honey. I pray to the Lord when he gets ready to take me home and take me on my feet. Really take yes. you on your feet? Yes. What did you think when Danny revealed herself to, uh, first of all, I'm sure you were happy to have her as a volunteer, mm -hmm. and then when yes. she revealed herself to be a millionaire, what did you think? Well, I was in shock, honey. But, but just like Ellen said, that it, it helped us so much because we needed it at that time. Mm -hmm. And you know, people was losing their jobs and, right. and things like that, and uh, the requests were growing and everything. Mm -hmm. So that was a big plus for us, it's honey. A big well, plus. We didn't have to turn anybody away that needed food. Wow. <laughs> so do you have people come there and then you feed people in their homes also? Oh, you go and visit the sick and the, the people who can't? Uh, aren't mobile, you go to those homes and oh, feed yes. them too. We also hand out uh, emergency food bags mm -hmm. and that's for the people that's able to cook. Mm -hmm. But we deliver from 1,400 to 2,200 meals to our homebound people every Thursday. Every so, Thursday? Oh yes, honey, and I just wish you could see those wonderful people enjoy what we do. Yeah. The elderly people, listen, they worked all their lives and now they're homebound and some of them are bed fast. Mm -hmm. And they call us, thanking us for the food mm -hmm. and praying with us on the phone. Don't yeah. you know that's what keeps us going? I believe that is true. Yes, so how did this experience change you, Danny? It put so much more of a, a fire. We, we do a lot of volunteering. But what it did, it made it so much bigger in getting other people to be mobilized to do that. Yeah. And it doesn't take money to do that. You can do that without money. You can do that with time and love and cooking and frying up some chicken. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did together. Well, don't you love it, too? Because I think there's nothing like giving. There's nothing that gives back like giving, nothing that gives to you like giving. So how was it? For, I, I mean, I know how I feel when I'm going to be giving a prize or a present or favorite things on this show. I can't sleep the night before knowing that people are going to uh, experience that. How was it for you knowing the whole time that you were keeping this secret? Um, I love doing the work of being, being in the trenches and doing that. Mm -hmm. And so the last day was incredibly nerve wracking because I didn't want them to know. I wanted to just slip the check under the door because I, I didn't want anyone to know that it was me. I just wanted them to get the check and you know, maybe it could be a fly on the wall and watch their experience. Mm -hmm. I, I, Didn't you want to see that face? I mean, Ellen's face, <laughs> that was priceless. So we have a little surprise for you girls, you ladies. Oh, you do. Yes, I do. You gonna come down and cook for us? No, I'm not gonna cook for <laughs> It's not that big of a surprise. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a surprise to me. <laughs> okay, but listen to this surprise, because uh, the truth is, we here at The Oprah Show just love what you all are doing. We love what you're doing. And we know that your story is going to inspire so many other people. The Love Kitchen uh, is changing lives. And so we called our friends at Kroger, Kroger, the Kroger store. Yes. Yes. And told them all about you. And they're giving The Love Kitchen a year's supply of food and new kitchen countertop appliances. A year's supply of food. Yes! Yes! A year's supply.
one of the most in-demand, sought-after models in the world. She looks like she has it all, beauty, fame, and a big paycheck. But for most of her life, she's been tormented by a painful secret. We'll reveal that in a minute. But first, meet fashion's new it girl, Leah T. She's been called a true goddess and is taking the modeling world by storm, strutting the catwalk from Paris to New York. Known as Leah T, this stunning Brazilian beauty with her exotic features and flawless figure has gone from backroom assistant to supermodel status in just months. The 28-year-old star of Givenchy's most talked about ad campaign ever is causing a stir. From posing nude in French Vogue to kissing Kate Moss on the cover of Love magazine. And now on the brink of international fame, this it girl is making headlines for more than just her striking looks. Leah T has been making headlines because Leah T was born a boy. Straight off the one way from Brazil, please welcome Leah T. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics, because that's who we are. So how long have you known that you wanted to be or that you felt that you were in the wrong body? I had this already um, because it's an um, identity problem. You know, mm -hmm. you have this like, kind of pathology you have, and, but I didn't want to accept. Mm -hmm. Well, I was well, like really feminine, and I used to have a long hair. And... Did you think you were gay? Is that what you thought? I, I was hoping I was gay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, okay, I'm gay because for my family is less painful. Mm -hmm. Did you ever wish you could be happy living as a man, but also knew that you would never be happy living as a man? Yeah, I wish I could be, I could accept my body like man. <laughs> I think everybody would be much more easy the life for mm -hmm. me if mm -hmm. I would like be a straight guy and mm -hmm. having a girlfriend, family, and mm -hmm. daughters married, all this normal life. But it's something, it's something in your brain. Born in the wrong body is what I've heard a lot yeah. of people say. Born in the wrong body. Born so wrong body. how hard was it to tell your soccer-playing father that you wanted to no longer be a boy? How hard was that? Um, everybody was thinking it would be a big shock, these mm -hmm. things. But actually, like, he, my father, he was the, the person more surprised me because he was like, if you want, if you're a boy, if you're a woman, if you want to be a dog, whatever you want to be, <laughs> I'm gonna love you for what you are. You know, I just come now from 
from Brazil and they did a show and, and then he called my sister and he said, now I can die happy because after what I saw. He saw you in the show? He saw me in a show and he mm -hmm. said, now I can die happy because I'm so proud of her. You know, really? Like, yes. And your mother? My mother, she's, um, for the that's strange because everybody thinks the mother they accept more, but I come from a really religious family, mm -hmm. especially my mom's really Catholic family. Well, for her was, was fight with her religion. Mm -hmm. Well, it's something strong, but she's, she's always next to me mm -hmm. and she's accepts me very well. Leah T is creating quite a stir in the fashion industry as the world's first transgender supermodel. She's the hot new face of Givenchy, and she's been strutting the catwalks from New York to Paris, where we caught up with her during Fashion Week. We are here in the backstage of Givenchy. It's my second show I'm doing for them. And now we're gonna have a hair and makeup. Well, you're looking flawless. She's Leah T, the one and only. There are fittings and photo shoots. This is beautiful, Leah. Rehearsals and runways. Strong walk, but not too fast. The show is over, and uh, I am full, <laughs> and let's go to the party. Leah T is the world's first transgender supermodel. <laughs> yes, some of your pictures are very revealing. How, how, how do you, if I may ask, how do you hide your peanuts? <laughs> You must have to strap that thing down in there. <laughs> really, how, where, 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 where is it? Like, really, how do you hide it? Oh, <laughs> this is a good question, because everybody asks me this question. Yeah, well, like, everybody can, wants to special know. Special demands, you know, yeah. like when I work with, they, they say, how can you do it, you know? It's really uncomfortable, actually. You have to put over that back, mm -hmm. and then you wear, like, really small underwear, mm -hmm. and then it's fit, everything is, but it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. After a while. So right now you have that look, that sultry look like come here, but really you're thinking, I can't wait to get out of this thing. <laughs> Something like that. You're thinking, ouch. Is that what yeah. you're thinking? Especially for a seat. Yes, for a seat. <laughs> See, I can position believe it. wasn't the best. <laughs> I can believe it. Okay, so uh, Leah lived as a gay man before deciding to live as a woman. So are you, um, are, are you attracted to men? or attracted to women? Yeah. I wasn't gay. You I, weren't gay? No, I, I... You lived as gay, but you weren't I, gay. I tried to live a gay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. life because it's, it's last strong. Yeah, you were saying that that would be yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, it's, it's something all the transgenders, they yeah. all are yeah. gay before be, to accept the things, but in, in the end of the story, when you go to the doctors and everything, they realize you don't have any homosexuality on you because your brand is like a women brand. And when you transgender, you feel like you are women. Yes. Well, I like men. Yeah. Me, I'm, I, prefer, I prefer men. Mm -hmm. Do men prefer you too? Yes. <laughs> they do? They do. Yeah, nothing to okay. <laughs> I just wonder. I mean, I hope. Would you, I mean, <laughs> but I can imagine. Well, no, I can't imagine, actually. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I had read that you had said that y having a, a penis mm -hmm. 
that you really don't like having sex with your penis anymore yeah. because that doesn't make, the penis doesn't feel like that it's a part of you as a woman. And so you prefer not to have sex because yes. the penis is sort of in the way, if yeah. I may say so, right? Yes. Okay. For me. <laughs> yeah. I know another one, they have fun with the, what they have. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my case. <laughs> when do you think you're gonna have the surgery? I mean, I have to go to the court in, uh, next month mm -hmm. and then i hope they they give me the authorization to do the operation then i go to do the operation this is in italy in italy in yeah italy. you have to get authorization to do it yes really. you need you need to go to uh, some doctors specialists mm -hmm. therapists and then they give you a paper then you go to the court so will that be the final thing for you because now it's gone it's i goodbye. think yeah i think you can't bring it back no all the best thank, thank you Leah One of the most talked about movies of the year is Black Swan. It's been nominated for five Oscars. Natalie Portman plays a prima ballerina, uh, so obsessed with perfection that she loses all sense of reality. We wanted to know if the world of ballet is really that intense. So a few days ago, the renowned New York City Ballet gave us unprecedented backstage access. Take a look. Today is a performance day, so it is a busy day. My daughter's been up since 5.30. <laughs> it takes 100% to be a ballerina, 100% to be a wife, and 100% to be a mother. For Jennifer Ringer, dancing is a life that commands complete discipline and dedication. In the ballet world, dancers are pushed to their physical and mental limits to ensure that their every move is executed with absolute perfection. The desire to nail the performance and to be perfect sometimes can feel overwhelming. They obsessively train their bodies to stretch, bend, and twist in unthinkable ways. Jennifer first stepped up to the bar at 10 years old, devoting her entire life to ballet. Now, at the age of 37, the years of wear and tear on her body have started to take effect. My bones and my joints will crack and crunch. Sometimes, you know, when I lift my leg to the back, it doesn't go quite as high as it used to. Ballerinas can spend up to 12 hours a day, six days a week, dancing. It's about two hours before I'm gonna be on stage. I need to get my makeup done and do my hair. What people don't realize is that when we dance, a lot of times we get very red in the face, uh, we get very sweaty. So we have to put on this really thick makeup so that we still look calm and cool. We just try to look like the best version of, of ourselves. Just like in everything else in ballet, my hair has to be perfect, my makeup has to be perfect. It's part of the whole perfectionism thing. Everything has to be in its place. It can get a little obsessive trying to find all the little things that are wrong, actually. And there it is, I'm all ready. Just a couple minutes, the curtain will go up. We'll be out on stage dancing. I do feel the adrenaline starting to kind of build up. It's do or die, you know, we're going out on stage and this is it. <laughs> the stage is a different world. The second that an audience member can see us, we have to be somebody else. We just put so much work into it. We strive for everything to look exactly right. When the curtain comes down, it, it really feels like it's a sense of accomplishment.
Her poise and perfection have made Jennifer Ringer one of America's premier ballerinas. But early in her career, the high-pressure demands of her craft turned her life upside down. About 13 or 14 years ago, I was rehearsing eight hours a day and then performing every single night. And um, it, was, it was just a lot for me to cope with. I just started to eat, I think, to comfort myself or to help myself cope or I would not eat. <laughs> I started kind of vacillating back and forth between not eating anorexia and then just overeating, like compulsively overeating. Then I started kind of just hating the way I looked in the mirror. I started just feeling kind of worthless and I just was in such a dark place. I equated my worth with my ability to act perfect and just how I looked. So for the movie Black Swan, Natalie Portman lost 20 pounds and she is tiny. How do you feel about the weight standards for a ballerina's body? Well, you know, in order to be a dancer, we do have to be honed to a, a fine point. Mm -hmm. um, so we do need to be thin. We need to be, I guess, at the, the best physical place we can be. And, and that being said, you know, also, you, as dancers, we dance for seven or eight hours a day. Um, that's like being in an aerobics class for seven or eight hours, which is a lot of physical activity. So dancers do become naturally thin mm -hmm. um, because of that. I have a womanly body type, mm -hmm. and I think stereotypically what people think of when they think of as a dancer is more of the kind of waif-like mm -hmm. body type. And the danger is, I think, when the dancer can't appreciate their own body and starts hating the fact that they're not fitting into the waif-like mold. So what was going on with you that you were going through what you described on tape there? You know, eating, not eating, thinking that your whole body image was dependent upon what? I or your just, view of yourself was dependent yes. upon the body image, yeah. I'm not even sure where it started, but somewhere in my teenage years, I just started hating my body. And I think maybe it was because I knew I had curves and that that wasn't you know, what I thought I should look like as a dancer. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of spiraled to the point. Well, a few months ago, while Jennifer was performing as the Sugar Plum Fairy in The Nutcracker, this is just a little while back, a New York Times critic wrote that she looked, quote, as if she'd eaten one sugar plum too many. Can you believe that? And it caused an uproar. How, how did it make you feel to read that? Well, um, you know, I mean, it was horrible to read something about yourself like that. So it was, it made me feel bad. It was, it was embarrassing and, you know. Did you think, oh my God, I now need to starve? No, what? Or did you think, you know, shame on that person for writing that? You know what I actually thought, you know, my first thought was it's happened. This is my worst nightmare. Somebody has called me heavy in the press and lots of people are gonna read about it. Was that the first time? That was the first time. Mm -hmm. But my next thought was it's happened and I'm okay, and I'm fine the way I am, and I have survived it. You've seen the movie Black Swan, right? Yes. Is the world of ballerinas as cutthroat as it is, appears? You know, it's not, we're not killing each other. <laughs> yeah. No, I've only killed two or three. No, um, <laughs> you know, it is competitive. The, mm -hmm. co the competition drives us. I think it drives us to be excellent. It, it keeps us from being lazy, um, and it keeps us going and moving forward. 
um, but it doesn't feel, it's not like black swan. Yeah, I think, I think that there is, for women in general, I think, a lot more support women have of each other than it is pictured mm -hmm. in, 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 in the press. I know, like, even for myself, for what I do, or for what uh, other women in television do, women are always pitted against each other in the press, but men are never pitted mm. against each other. You notice that? But people always want to cat fight with the women. They always want to say women are upset with other women, and I think it's you know more of the media's impression than anything. So how does it feel, though? What is a reality is your age, mm -hmm. 37. And for ballerinas, it used to be that you, if you're 40 years old, it was like the end of the line. Right. Yeah, just like for models, but all that's changing. So obviously it's changing. Yes, no, I mean, women are dancing now into their mid-40s sometimes. Mm. I mean, still at 37, I am on the senior range of things. I mean, I think the median age of my company is probably 22. Mm -hmm. um, so I am at the, at the senior end of the spectrum. And, you know, I definitely notice a difference in my body. You know, I don't recover as fast. You know, I don't bound out of bed like a Walt Disney cartoon in the mornings. You know, sometimes it mm -hmm. takes a little while to get it going. But, um, you know, on the other hand, being at this age, I feel like I'm a better artist. I feel like I'm bringing a lot more life experience to my role. It's so interesting because when we were looking at the tape, I said to you when you came out, we don't think of ballerinas as mothers. Mm -hmm. So when you became pregnant, were you worried that you'd get your body back? You know, when I became pregnant, honestly, in my head, I kind of let it all go mm -hmm. because I really okay. felt like when I decided to become a mom, no matter what, my daughter was going to come first. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really enjoyed my pregnancy. <laughs> would you want her to be a ballerina? You know, I, uh, I would love for her to love to dance. I love dancing. I'm certainly not going to push her in that direction. If she wanted to do it, I would encourage her. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, I just want her to be happy, just like every other mom. What did you think of Black Swan? I thought it was really fun. You know, I fun? thought, well. <laughs> OK. Well, you know, I actually thought they depicted the ballet world. You know, the first section of it was a really good depiction of, of what it's like to be a dancer and some of the hard work that goes into uh -huh, it. And uh -huh. I thought Natalie Portman was amazing. Mm -hmm. It's hard, you know, it's hard for a dancer to look like a dancer. And she actually managed to look like a ballerina. And I thought it was impressive. Um, and then, you know, when the craziness started, you know, it was a, it was an exaggeration and a dramatization. And um, I mean, I thought it was fun. It was kind of crazy to see, you know, people in tutus killing each other, <laughs> you know. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. In the California Road Trip Republic, we believe you take adventure for a ride. Whether coastal cruising, mountain motoring, or redwood roaming, Discover beauty around every turn. Your road trip can kick off from anywhere. Starting route. But it should always start at visitcalifornia.com. Then buckle up, crank those tunes, and discover why California is the ultimate playground. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. 
Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.